Hallelujah. It's good to see you all. We thank God for His goodness and for His mercies. Amen. I'm so grateful to God to be here today. And I'm sure most of you were wondering what was wrong with him. He's fine. It's, it's good to sometimes just break off. Hallelujah. And so I have a special greetings from um, Carlton Francis. I, uh, uh, Sister Margot's husband, the two Jamaicans that were fellowshipping here, um, he's, been, he's been corresponding, and he says, I beg you, mention to my brethren in CFCC that I love them, and I will never forget them, because I was just driving one day, and I just saw the building, and I said, I will come here. And when I came, my life turned around, and I knew Jesus. Hallelujah. And so he remembers us, um, so we thank God. And then also, I know that there are new directives from the president, and we will be getting together, and we will be staying to our church service, so that the word of God doesn't suffer. Amen. So we'll be coming out to tell you, um, as per next week, how services and the hours that we'll be spending here. Amen. All right, quickly. I just want to share something that the Lord laid on my heart strongly for me and for you as well. Praise the Lord. Um, I pray that you will just open your heart and receive it just as it's doing in my life. Amen. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we just don't know how to express how grateful it is for us to be gathered at your feet. And to be hearing the living word of God. We pray Lord. People speak. But Lord we don't want to hear any man. We want to hear you. We pray that the spirit of your word will have a free course to our hearts. So that it will remain as a well in us. Spewing us on unto eternal life. Therefore, I dedicate my tongue to you this morning. And for us all, we dedicate our ears and our hearts to you, that your word may have a free course to our lives in Jesus' name. And everyone said, in Luke chapter 9, verse 57 to 62. It's a common scripture that most of us know. The Lord just brought my attention to very important issues on that. Luke 9, 57. The Bible says, Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their dead. Let the dead bury their own dead. 
But you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said to, said, Lord, I will follow you. But let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, No one, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. Just want to share with you on this issue of your response must be quick to God. Praise the Lord. Your response. One of the things I have observed in life is that and that nobody can do it for anybody. You have to decide how you are going to be reacting to the word of God when it comes to you. Praise the Lord. So, as we see the scripture this morning, it is very interesting in the verse number 57. You know, sometimes you can easily skip the matter. You see, the Bible says, Now it happened that as they journeyed on the road, that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. There's something that I want you to catch in this very verse. Lord, I will follow you. What do you think must have been the reason for the person who said that to react? Do you think that it was a normal thing? I don't think so. I think as he he saw Jesus doing a lot of things, he said, nah, this man, I have to follow him. He must have observed a lot of things. So immediately, his quick reaction was, I must follow this man. And I know that's what a lot of people are doing. But this morning, dear brother, dear sister, I just want you to know that whatever that you may be seeing and experiencing with Jesus, what is more critical to him for you is how you will be obedient to his word. Amen. Something provoked this gentleman because he saw something which was unusual with Jesus. It is possible that Jesus was touching people and just healing them. So he was moved. It is possible that Jesus was speaking wisdom. And Jesus was doing all kinds of things. So, you know, sometimes human nature is such that we get stirred up when we see something good. Correct? So the reaction from this man was due to the fact that he saw something. And because of that, he felt, well, I better follow this man because it's shabby. And that's why the reaction of Jesus was so sharp. How many of us are constantly reacting when the Lord is talking to us? You know, it is so very easy to become normal us. Yeah. COVID-19, things and that. So, really, I am afraid to come to church. 
I must, you know, these days I must do this. Let me tell you something. Anything that God has said in His Holy Scriptures, He means it. Praise the Lord. Therefore, the reaction that you give to what He says, I want to tell you, will be a wisdom to you. Amen. Jesus hadn't said anything. In fact, it was that brother who provoked the matter. For which reason, somebody was pointed out to say, you, follow me. But the truth of the matter is that there were a lot of people following Jesus. A lot of people were following Jesus. Then all of a sudden, somebody turns around on the road and said to him, Lord, I will follow you. At this time, Jesus has not turned to face the mob as he used to. He didn't do that. They were just going. The Bible says that it happened that as they journeyed on the road, that someone said to him, Something must have happened for the person to have said, Nah, this is the man I must follow. Something definitely happened. It was not a normal thing. I mean, if we are walking on the road and you don't see anything, would you really be so charged in your heart to say, I want to follow you? You won't do that. But something happened. And this morning, I just want to figure out, I want you to, to for yourself, figure out in yourself, how am I, why am I following Jesus? Why am I walking with Him? And how am I reacting to every instruction from His Word or by His Spirit? There are so many of us who are walking with Jesus in our pace. And on our terms. This man wanted to walk with Jesus on his terms. When I say on his terms, I don't mean the terms of Jesus on his own terms. But then when it was thrown back to him, do you really want to walk with me? Do you really mean what you are saying? Then I must tell you, I love this. As for the words of Jesus, I don't know. Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes. Bears of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. I presume Jesus was simply saying, It is always not going to be rosy as you are experiencing now. Now you are seeing some miracles. You are seeing the flow of wisdom. But may I tell you, if you want to walk with me, there will be days that the storms will come. There will be days that many things would happen. But would you still say, I will follow you? Praise the Lord. Child of God, as you sit this morning, in this short moment of time, I want you to examine your personal relationship with the Lord. I want you to look at it carefully. Am I just floating because we are walking alongside on the broad, ra- on the broad road? 
Is this personal relationship with Jesus very so tight? Am I very quick in, 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 in acting on any instructions he tells me? Or when it is rosy, I get along. And when it is tough, he understands. May the Lord deliver us. I just want you to know, and as I keep saying, I'm not sharing anything with you that the Lord is not dealing with me in my own life on it. When the Lord said, why would, I mean, naturally, if somebody said to you, I want to follow you, the natural reaction is, good, let's go. But Jesus, knowing very well that it is not as simple as you have seen it. It's not. So many of us children of God, we have come to a point in our lives, we do selective following of Jesus. May it never happen to you like Jesus' name. May understanding come to you. And may you be determined to say, rain or shine, I will follow you. So when he reacted by simply saying, foxes have holes, bears of the air have nests, the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. The next scripture in the 59 and 50s, continue please, said, then he said to another, praise the Lord. Why? Why does Jesus... Somebody has spoken. Somebody says, I want to follow you. Jesus, why do you now tell another person? Why don't you concentrate on the one who has been very willing? But Jesus is saying that every one of us have to answer for himself. Praise the Lord. And I guess, as he looked and turned to the other and said to him, You, follow me. But I love something very important, which is the subject of today. The Bible says, but he said, Lord, let me first. Everybody shout first. One more time, first. It was a matter to my heart. Let me first go and bury my father. Lord, there is a hindrance. You, you are calling me to come and follow you. I don't mind following you. But there is something important. Let me get rid of it. You are here this morning. I don't know what is first in your life. But may I say to you, dear brother, if you really, really want to attain this eternal life, I want to say to you that rearrange and let Jesus be first in your life. Let me tell you and be honest with you, generality doesn't go with Jesus. 
What I mean by generality is that, and yes, no, hallelujah. Oh, you want to say amen? So when Jesus now said to another, you follow me, he was only saying that, I think that every one of you is saying that I am the way, the truth, and the life. This guy is reacting. But I can see from his heart that he is not ready because he won't be able to endure the hardships of the day. How many of us are serving God? Even in the midst of difficulties, how many of us are making time in our relationship with Him? How many of us are, are valuing our relationship? And please allow me, and we're coming to the Holy Communion, allow me not to be general. Allow me to let the Spirit of God flow to your heart. Praise the Lord. Jesus now has said, you follow me. And what was on the heart of that individual quickly came out. What was inside him, because you see, he was struggling. He has heard his man saying to Jesus, I want to follow you. But he was also struggling, and his struggle, his struggle was on the fact that, you know, yeah, in fact, me too, I want to follow him, but you see, there are things that are important to me. Dear brethren, I want to say to you in the name of the Lord, if any one of us means business with eternal life, I say to you this morning, make God number one in your life. Anything that had to do with God, must be handled with commitment from the heart. Do you remember King David? I think it's First Samuel chapter 21, verse number 8. Do you remember that David, when he entered the, the temple, and he needed a bread to eat together with his people, and he went to the priest, and the priest was afraid because Saul was chasing him. <clears throat> Now something that David said, which is very critical. The Bible says that, of course, he needed to let him know that what the, the business that I was on was important. So David made a statement. He said, the king's business, the king has sent me to do something. The king's business demands hate. I looked at that scripture and I said to myself, if everybody else could say that, or if David could say that, the king's business demands haste. In other words, he wanted the priest to understand that I want you to react now. Then the king of kings, somebody shout a big amen. The Lord of lords, King Jesus Christ, anything that he's asking you to do, you don't need to reflect. You simply need to react. You simply need to say, this is what the Lord is saying to me. One of the things that I've seen is destroying many believers from advancing the cause of Christ in their lives is this thing of procrastination. 
or downplaying anything that the Lord is saying to you. This morning, before we come to his table, I'm only saying and begging you, have a different attitude towards God's instructions. Whatever God tells you, you don't need another person to endorse it before you react. You see how God is now dealing with individuals. And quickly, come back to my scripture. Thank you very much. Quickly, the scripture is making it so clear. That, uh, now come back to Luke 9, verse number 59. The Bible said, when he said 59, thank you. Then he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Now, I'm asking myself, why does he have to use the word, let me first? He is answering for himself. He has seen that this man, he is so valuable that anything that had to do with him and me, he had to be first. So he reacted correctly. By just saying to Jesus, let me first. I will put you in the second place. Dear brother, may I say to you in all, in all humility, anybody who has not made a decision concerning things that had to do with Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and making it first, you are likely to be disappointed. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we, we come to a point where we love ourselves more than why Jesus said in the scriptures, anybody who wants to follow me and loves himself more than me can never be my disciple. Hmm. Anybody who wants to follow me and loves his wife more than me can never be my disciple. Anybody who wants to follow me and loves his mother or father more than I, understandable. That what makes it more serious is the conclusion of that scripture when he said that, and loves himself more than me can never be my disciple. I pray this morning that our perception about God will change to the first place in our hearts. Hallelujah. Number 60. There were three people. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their dead, but you go preach the kingdom. He says, There are things about me that are more important than your dead father. Your dead father is dead. You know something? May I say something to you this morning? There are many things that are dead, and yet it is taking everything of ours. There are many, many things, and I can only pray and say, Lord, open our eyes, that we may see the dead things and neglect them. You know, let me tell you, one of the deceptions in life I have seen by the grace of God, by His revelation, is that there is a tendency, is everybody listening to me? There's a tendency to level everything flat 
together with your relationship with God. Praise the Lord. I hope you understood it. Everything can become so important that you can level them up on the straight line. Depends on what needs to be done now. But I have seen that in our walk with God, we never do that. God must be above. Praise the Lord. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their dead. Your father brought you into the world. But Jesus is saying that before your father even brought you into the world, I'm the one who manufactured you. I am more important than... You see the emphasis that Jesus is trying to bring to establish that he must be the first person in the life of everybody, for which reason we need to react to everything that he tells us. Let me tell you, there are many of us who are here right now, I don't mean no harm, please, but there are many of us who are sitting right now, that let me tell you something, if you don't come to the point of turning and breaking things, for Jesus to be in his right place in your heart, you may be disappointed. I beg you. Let's quickly go on to the verse. 61. Three people. And another said, Lord. Another said, Lord. I will follow you. But he too said, Let me first. Bid them Farewell, who are at my house. And Krano Ameka Kra Nipa Womifie. Let me tell you, brethren, there are things that are not important. There are things that are not important. But in the eyes of men, they look important. It is disrespect. Are you listening to me? It could be termed as disrespect. Where is he? He went. He said he heard there's a man by name Jesus. And then he went out of the house to follow him. And he never came back. Is somebody here? Is is somebody here? The brother was in the house. The brother heard about Jesus. And of course, the popularity of his name, that goes with the miracles and the wisdom that he displays, has gone so peak high, that anybody who hears Jesus, I'm sure you know that, in the days of Jesus, anybody who heard him, no matter where you, in fact, even if you were blind, and you hear Jesus, you will cry where you are sitting, Son of God, even if he's two miles away, you want him to hear you. Praise the Lord. So you see, this third person is also reacting and says that, Lord, I want to follow you, but let me first beat those who are in my house. Lord, you, can, you should understand that if I don't go and say anything to them and I just follow you, it will be disrespect because my mother is in the house, my father is in the house, my brothers are in the house. I never told them where I was going. And now I have found you and you want me, you ask for the following. It's not a problem. I will do it. But let me first respect them first. May you cancel that 
Remove that from your heart right now. In the name of Jesus. Do you know that it is not the Lord who mounts up issues on our hearts? Does somebody hear me? Do you know that it is not the Lord who arranges things in our lives? That prerogative has been given to every one of us. So brother, if you really want to serve the Lord, it doesn't take the pastor. I'm sorry to say that. It takes your arrangement. There's a song that they used to sing many years ago. Something like that. Praise the Lord. Oh, your amen and hallelujah is not coming. I know that sometimes it's not that easy. This third fellow, as I come to a close on it, it's unfortunate. I can't preach all my heart out. We are still living in the introduction. Because I would have taken you to look again. But let me just conclude on this one. Another said, I will follow you. But he too said, first, who is telling them that they should tell Jesus that there is something first that ought to be done? It is because thou shalt love the Lord with all of your heart first. So, I want to say to you, brother, this morning, would you be very quick to react to Jesus? Kovic as I hear, has come to stay with us. And I thank God that you will not be sick of COVID. And I thank God that per adventure, even if you get sick of it, I want to say to you, you shall be delivered. But what is important is this. How am I going to walk with God and make Him first priority in my personal life? In everything that I do. There are people who are not even paying tight. And they are still working. If you love God. Sorry that I have to say this. But I'm not. I just, it's, it's a fact I have to tell you. There are people who are happy. Look at the time that we have now. Thank God next week. We'll do something about it. At least we'll have one and a half hours. From next week, starting at 8 still. But, I mean, please, make God such that your personal life, even such as, I'm coming to the assembling of God. You should never be late. I'm sorry that, oh, pastor, it doesn't matter. If that doesn't matter, those people will not say, let me first go and bid the people in my house. So as we come to a close, and as we get ready, may I humbly ask you to bow your head. Please. Just a matter of one minute. Today is a communion, so we have 15 minutes grace, and we will just break for only 30 for the second service. Would you please, how is the Holy Spirit communion with you with regards to 
the relationship that you have with God. Is God first in your life? Do you quickly react to him in everything? If not, would you please repent? And if you are here this morning, and the truth is that this Jesus we are talking about, as for you, you don't even know him. And you say, Pastor, I know I'm a sinner. I know. And this Jesus, I know him. I, I, I mean, this Jesus, as I can hear you, I know he's the solution to my life. Wherever you are sitting. Would you please, you say, Pastor, I need this Jesus in my life. Would you please lift up your hands as others are praying. And I will pray with you. Wherever you are sitting, if you lift up your hands, I will see you and I will pray with you. You need Jesus in your life. Right now, he will come to you. All right. Father in heaven, you know us more than anyone does. And I am just humbly asking you to do one thing for me. Because you said in the same scripture, we didn't come to that. When you said, if a man even puts his son into the plow and everybody knows that he's part of the church. But there is no focus on you. He is disqualified. Because you said, no one having put his hand into the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. My father, we open our house to you this morning. Since you know us individually, and you know very well those of us who have not made you first, before we come to your holy communion and to declare that this is your broken body and to take it, we ask for forgiveness. Lord, on my behalf, on my own life, and on behalf of all of my brethren who are here this morning, since you know it better than ourselves, if we have misplaced you in our hearts, we are only asking you to forgive us and to restore us back into valuing you as first in everything we do. And let the Holy Communion be a blessing to us. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.